the benefits of having a actually, we call it our brick and mortar. It is our brick and mortar. We just are on wheels. So the benefit is for me, I know it's been, I, I work the boutique and he does all the logistics stuff. So when I need a candle, we have a little walkie talkies. Can I get two, uh, you know, like I said, sparkling mimosa. I keep using that one because it's an amazing aroma. But I'm like, can I get two sparkling mimosas? And he grabs them out of our car <laughs> and he brings them to the boutique and the customer, we have it there and packaged at the front desk. So I cannot tell you how many people have given me their business card. Like, hey, I do this, we should collaborate. So one of the major benefits that I've noticed is networking. Um, you're out on Hollywood, you're out on Sunset, you're out in Lamert Park, where there's so many different types of, of, of like-minded entrepreneurs. Um, we just recently got invited to a dance recital to just do, uh, have our boutique out there so that the parents could have that experience, you know, as their children are, you know, having their recital. And we're like, yeah, and I would have never had that experience. I would have never gotten that opportunity just selling online. Never would I meet these people. I have just, I have to get a, a card holder, a business card holder, because there's so many cards that I've gotten from starting September 2000, this year until now. I'm like, okay, I need to get these cards organized and start reaching out to these people that want to collaborate. You could never get that on just having a online presence. Never. So let me talk to you guys really quickly before the episode begins. If you are growing a brand, if you are owning a business, running a business, if you are anywhere in the entrepreneurial space, you understand that the future is online. The big problem that a lot of brand owners, a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of healthcare entrepreneurs are finding is that they have to be able to figure out a lot of their marketing, right? The sales process, they have to be able to figure out um, their SEO stuff. They have to be able to figure out a ton of stuff when it comes to online marketing and they may not have the bandwidth nor the resources to do that. So why am I telling you guys about this today? On January 16th, 2021, it's a Saturday. We um, are holding a masterclass. Carl and myself are holding a masterclass about online marketing. Now, here's the kicker. We currently run a digital agency um, firm, and we've you know seen a lot of success, but we understand that a lot of our clients had to pay top dollar. A lot of people have to pay the top dollar to be able to get a lot of these services, and it may not be available for everybody. So what we've decided to do is we put together this masterclass where we're literally going to give everything. This is not that 10%. This is not 20% of the information that you need. We're giving you 100% of information, whether it comes to Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, funnels, sales, being able to make sure that your stuff doesn't get banned, being able to make sure like, you know, going through how do things get viral? How do things catch on? We're going to give you all the secrets for the low price. Get this for the low price of only $297. That's it. Only $297 at the time of this episode. So just because I mentioned that price, even though I know it's going to go up later, but if you are listening to this right now, you can go onto the website and sign up, right? So the website is otcupodcast.com backslash OMS, right? otcupodcast.com backslash OMS. Or you can click the link down in the show notes below, or you can uh, message us on Instagram to get the link, or you can text us. You can text us at 321-384-6275. That is 321-384-6275. Text the letters OMS and we'll make sure we get you the link. Listen, you do not want to miss this. This is going to be the event of January. This is going to be the ticket to, you know, your online marketing lessons that you need when you start the new year. Don't let now be the time where you let your business start to falter because you're not catching up with everybody else. If you turn online, online and so are you. 
text us at 321-384-6275. We'll send you the link. Get signed up today. We have a limited amount of seats. When I say limited, I mean limited. Once they're filled, they are filled. So get signed up. We'll see you in there soon. We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University, and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Mr. Carborn Jr., and I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Paulo Ching. Paul, say what's up to the people. Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up, what up? It's a good day. I'm happy to be here. Amen, brother. Amen. So without further ado, you guys know we love to bring you special guests. Um, this is a very unique episode because we have not spoken to someone that's in such a unique space as, as the two of you. So this one is going to be a blast. Without further ado, I do want to go ahead and introduce the, the founders of DK Home Goods. This is going to be just an amazing episode. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on. So um, just want to go ahead and introduce Tina, Renee, and Marshall. Thank you so much for hopping on. How you guys feeling? Great. Great. Thank you for having us. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, we like to be respectful of your time. Obviously, your bosses, your entrepreneurs, you could have been anywhere else. So let's just go ahead. Let's dive right into it. So right off the bat, tell us. Well, actually, let's Let's have our listeners get to know you guys a little bit before we hop into the business side of things. So how did this union come to be? Well, Marshall and I, we started out as friends. We were working at the same place and we started out as friends. We really kind of got connected on uh, for spiritual reasons. So we both kind of hated our jobs. I would complain every day. He would kind of join me in the complaining and I literally proposed the idea like you know what I think I want to make candles and he was all on board so we met at work and started this little venture together after that it was it was interesting because you know she brought the the idea up and I've never uh, uh, made anything outside of and I was in the IT department so I never made anything outside of a computer <laughs> so the whole idea was intriguing on its own and it was, it was fun from the start and it, and it actually grew from there. Okay. I mean, I got to ask, right? Um, so coming into something that y'all haven't done and, and you're thinking, you know, let's go and do this, right? I think this is something, this is one of those traits that great entrepreneurs are great, right? Because they're willing to take that risk. So kind of break it down. One, what were you feeling? Because you're thinking, okay, let me go do this. But did you just say, yo, I don't care. I'm done. We're out. Or what was your thought process through going from, you know, just working at the company you're at to like starting the business? Well, I know for me, I have been at my establishment prior to the one we we're working at for nine years was over. It came to where he was working and it was just the same type of drama, just corporate America, just trauma. And so I was, 
I told myself I want to make something. I know I'm an artesian at heart. I've always made things, was in Girl Scouts, 4-H Club. So I've always kind of made things with my hands. And I'm like, I need to be making something. And I ventured into like wine glass designing a few years prior. So I'm like, I need to make a I need to get a hobby and make some, some side cash. That's how it started. And I started on YouTube and I started Googling things I could make. And I never ever thought about candles. So when I, that popped up is one of the things you could make is like a little extra side cash. I was like, uh, duh, that's a no brainer. I love candles. People love candles. I've not run into anyone that doesn't like candles. They might not like particular scents, but they like candles overall. So I'm like, it's no brainer. That's how I came up with uh, wanting to make specifically candles. And, and you know, what we mentioned earlier, it grew from there. So uh, the passion for, for something new grew and grew and, um, like, you know, when having a baby, you know, at, at when it's born, that's your baby. Or even before it's born, the process, uh, it helps you bond with the baby. And, and that was her baby. And she brought me into it. It's her baby. She brought me into it. And I, like I said, I never thought about making candles, burn them, but never thought about making them. And so, yes, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's go forward. <laughs> and, you know, we think we talk now about the first candles we made and ooh, we they didn't going. even burn. The first candle didn't even burn. We were so excited about this candle. We lit it and it was a little bit. It did not. Yeah. And we're like, aren't you just supposed to throw wax into a jar, put a wick in it? And it's supposed to No, there is a science to this stuff. Yes. It is a real <laughs> science from every ingredient that you add to it. It's a science. Yes. And it was not easy in the beginning. Oh, you're making candles. Uh, yeah, but it, if you want it to burn right, smell right, look right. There's a science behind it. Yeah. Okay. So obviously then there were some challenges to get getting started. Oh, and yeah. I think that that's something yes. that I want to kind of address because a lot of entrepreneurs tend to overlook how much work actually goes into creating a business. And so yes. the question that I want to ask you guys based off of that, what were the most challenging things that you had to overcome to start seeing success in the business? You want to answer or you want me to answer? I know what my, <laughs> investing into your brand. Like you're not making a, that much money as it is working corporate America and you don't really want to let go of the little pieces of change you are making, but you have to let that go. If you want quality products, I had to learn. The biggest challenge for me was taking my check and buying groceries, paying bills, and then spending the rest of it on, on my dreams. And that was, that was a challenge, but you know, I, I had to overcome it. And then that's when you start getting into the quality products and the stuff that smells and looks good. Yes. And, and then uh, for her, that was part of mine. And also uh, being sound uh, in the decision that you've made in regards to this is a product or is this a product that people are generally going to like? Am I, gonna, am I creating something or am I starting something that people are actually going to like? So you have that pre-fear if you want to call it because nothing has happened yet and you're just in the beginning stages but now you you kind of are a little bit hesitant because it's like well is this something that's really going to uh, you know bring people um to you know is it going to be something that's really going to you know fit people's taste buds in a sense and so that was another challenge to actually say okay this is what we're going to do and we're going to go forward all right, so let's dive right into that, okay? Um, I want to talk about the process because we like to teach, we like to coach, we like to get people to understand. Now, you ain't got to give away trade secrets, right? You ain't got to give away trade secrets, but just <laughs> in the overall process, right? What was the process of creating 
a candle brand like for you guys? Like, what kind of capital did you guys need? What kind of things did you have to put in place for it to actually work? Because it's working. So what kind of places, I mean, well, let's just start there. What kind of things did you need to, you know, just have in place for it to be such a solid thing? Well, <laughs> well, of course, you have to have uh, the idea, uh, the idea, the vision, if, if you want to, if you want to add to that idea, the actual overall vision on where the direction you want to go to. Where, it didn't start where we're at now. It started in many different directions. Uh, we thought about maybe doing a fundraising. Uh, we thought about maybe having people hosted at uh, the, the job that they were at, uh, different schools. So it, it, we had to be solidified on a direction that we wanted to go. And we tried a couple of directions and found that it didn't, those the directions uh, weren't really working for us uh, in the vision. And so we kind of built on a vision on ultimately where we wanted to be. And then you now have to start working on a product and, and, and actually uh, trials and, and, and what works and what doesn't work on the Wix uh, to the actual containers on how you want it to look. And she's so good with the, with the visionary part of it. Uh, because she has a direction that she wanted to, she, you know, from, from the way it looks, from the way it smells, uh, from the way it feels in your hand, uh, just, just all of it. Uh, so it, it's, it's not something that was just thrown together. Um, you know, we, we, this, the brand that we have now wasn't the actual brand and what we started off with. It was something completely different. Well, I would definitely say you would need space. You have to consider the amount of space that you have, um, based on the direction you want to go. So we knew we weren't, you have some companies that make like small batches. You have some that make for, um, you know, wholesale. So based on what direction you're wanting to go in, I, I definitely would think space. You have to consider that because if you're in a tiny space, when we started, we were. We were in a really tiny space and then we were blessed to be in a, in a, in a larger space. So we use all of that larger space. Um, and that's, that's definitely something and as Marshall mentioned the types of products that you're going to be using as far as capital you definitely need to do your research are you going to have coconut wax are you going to have paraffin wax are you going to have soy wax these things matter are you going to have a cotton wick a wood wick are you going to have a lead wick what's toxic what's non-toxic it gets so deep and so we started with all the toxic stuff because we didn't know and things weren't burning and so we did our research and we studied articles there's like you say science behind it and I know we'll get into it but we did our due diligence and finally I don't think we'll ever know there all all there is to know but we we did our research and we found out what we would need in order to produce an eco-friendly vegan quality candle and as far as capital goes to answer that you're going to have to do your research find out what you want and then base I guess your budget on on that Okay. I like that answer. I like that a lot. See, we, y'all got to give away the trade secrets, but no, that, that was, that was, that was good. Um, I like how you told them to go do their research. So listeners go do your research. Um, but what I want to ask you guys now, just from a standpoint of business, you know, just from a standpoint of, cause I think one of the important things as well, whenever you're an entrepreneur and whenever you've created a brand or business is being able to, essentially separate yourself from the crowd. You know, there's always going to be someone who may have the same idea as you, or, you know, they, they're in the same area, the same, you know, geographic location. And there's, there's always going to be some type of competition, so to speak, just in terms of, of your brand and, and what you guys have to bring to the table. If you were giving a sales pitch, what would you say differentiates your brand from other candle brands or other brands that are essentially close to what you bring to the table? 
Well, as we all know, the candle market is oversaturated. It is everybody makes a candle or knows someone that makes a candle. I always say that. So like I always tell any customer of mine or potential customer of mine, what we do, we, we do produce an eco-friendly vegan candle and most companies do. I mean, shame on you if you don't, if you're putting toxic candles out. But um, aside from that, when I'm designing our labels um, and I'm trying to, I give our candles personality. I try to give, uh, I am a very colorful personality, very bubbly. So I try to uh, have that show in the candles that I design. So when I'm doing my labels, I mean, it's so much more than just a smell. You want to put something in your home that also complements what other vibe you have going on. And so I type that into consideration when I'm designing my candles. So I would say, uh, what kind of sets us apart is our candles come with personality. I have some of the most fun, creative names you would ever want to uh, have for a candle. When people walk into our, our boutique, Whiffs on Wheels, um, they look at the names before they even smell. And they're like, oh my gosh, look at this sparkling mimosa or whatever. And they smell, oh my gosh, it does smell like I have a glass of mimosa in my hand. This is wonderful. I'll take it. So I try to give the candles personality, something that will make the the um my customer feel, uh, you know, really, really happy and giddy about buying it. That's what definitely would set us apart, I'd say. And it's the time and the effort that goes into it as well. Uh, she didn't even touch on how long we actually sit there, and more specifically her, <laughs> sit there to, to throw these names out, um, to, to throw these, uh, to, to really put in, like literally when she says, put personality into the candle, into the name, into the look, into the design. I come from a technical background and she has done more of the technical part as far as graphing and design and, and editing and trying to make it look just right than I have ever done. And so it's the the real, the personal personality that she's put in, the effort, the time, the attention to detail, uh, uh, learning new things that she that we didn't know uh, and really trying to hone in on that. And then also we we uh, we study the competition and, and we study uh, different places, well-known candle companies, and study and study and see how they do theirs. We'll even go into stores and smell and and look at and and, and see how they're made and and just just try to you know try to, to be the best that we can be at, at our profession. That be the best that we can. I love that. That's that's focus. That is. That is intentional focus right there to the listeners. Like, you know, I want to point something out real quick before I ask you a question. But you mentioned how, like, you are, it's not just, like, pour some um, this into that and, <laughs> and we throw it online and, and we're good. I got a candle company. I didn't just Google, like, page one and, like, whatever. Like, y'all did actual intentional research. When you get to the point where you go and pick it up and smell it and say, hmm, you know what, this is this, right? Because y'all are master of the game at this point, right? And I have to ask, you know, on the back end of that comes um, the concept of goals. Setting goals in the business, setting goals with each other, setting goals in totality, right? What was that process like? And what is that process like for you when it comes to setting goals? When you're thinking about costs, when you're thinking about revenue, when you're thinking about sales, when you're thinking about what we might lose in the process to making the perfect product. You know, what's that process like for y'all? Well, <laughs> we kind of sometimes <laughs> will spat about the goal that we have. Like we lose, we don't get much sleep these days. With the mobile boutique now, Wisps on Wheels, we wake up at four o'clock in the morning 
pitch it, drive out to LA so that we can get a spot. Because if you're trying to park out on Sunset Boulevard, it's so you you sometimes got to say, listen, you can't be up watching. I'm I'm into forensic files, and so sometimes, hey, you can't be up watching forensic files all night. You got to get some sleep because we got to be out in LA at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, I'm gonna finish this episode or whatever it is for him. Uh, that he wants to do, we have to kind of keep each other on the on the right track because there are goals that need to be met. We'd have to be there at four o'clock in the morning, or we're not going to get a spot where everybody's walking up sunset and we'll see the whips on Will's boutique. So when it comes to goals, we try to encourage each other without getting on each other's last nerve. And sometimes we miss the mark, and other times we're like, yes, okay, I get it. Thank you, thank you for. And we downloaded apps to help us with goal. Uh, achieving certain goals. So uh, we, we do little things that work for us. <laughs> and then to, to piggyback on, on what she said, it, it, we have to be organized in a, on the same thoughts, you know, on the same thought process. We have to be organized. We have to be together is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we can't be going two separate ways. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I do the, the logistics part of it. And then she does, she also helps out with the logistics, but also takes care of the marketing and, and the look and the design and, and, and the website. And even though they're two different departments, we still have to be on the same page. So we, we set overall goals. Uh, now, I may have a different route on getting there, or I may see a different route on getting there, she may see a different route. But at the end of the day, we have to collectively come and say, okay, you know, what's best for the company? Uh, yeah, we have to compromise. And so that's what you're going to find as far as, you, you know, when you have a business partner, uh, when you guys are working with each other, there are two different personalities. It's not going to be the same personality. It's not going to be the same ideas. Uh, but at the same time, we can collectively come together and say, OK, what's going to be best for the company? And then we set that goal and then we, we do our best to, to meet that goal. Even if we spat along the way, even if we have creative differences, she likes to say <laughs> creative differences, uh, we, we still say, OK, there's been many times where I've thrown out a name or I've given her a name and she says, no, I don't like it. And I'm okay, well, you didn't like that one. Or, you know, I give, I suggest something or she says, well, you know, I don't really like that, but, you know, make it happen. We can make it happen. And so, you know, we, we have that make it happen mentality. Uh, and, and that's what continues to push us forward because we know we have a set goal. We know where we want the business to be. We, you know, we know uh, what we want for each other. And so we, we, we keep that in mind and move forward. So what I want to ask you guys, and, and this kind of ties into what I asked you earlier in the sense, you know, when we were talking about what kind of differentiates you guys in terms of the business and the brand. And what I really want to want to harp on is where in the world did the idea come up to make it a mobile like pop up shop type of like what was the what was the inspiration behind that? as opposed to doing it just purely online? So, like I mentioned, it's an oversaturated market. The candles, everybody, when I got into it, I didn't realize that I was just doing it as a hobby and that hobby turned into a passion. And then you quickly realize everybody's making candles. Why, would they, why on earth would they buy a candle from me? They don't know me. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a big name. So why would they do it? And, and they really weren't. So I thought, okay, we got to think outside of the box. So seeing it being, you know, an LA native and seeing all of these food trucks and even seeing some of the fashion trucks, you'll see someone turn a bus into a little boutique and they'll sell clothes or they'll sell flowers. I thought, oh my gosh, how cute it would be if I sold the candles from a boutique, come up with a cute name. I'm like, even people who just passerbys will stop. 
they want to see what, what it is. So I developed that, uh, I guess I had that dream back in 2017. I'm like, this is where, that's when we started making candles. Um, and I'm like, this is where I would like for the company to go. And so in September of this year, things just kind of aligned. We were able to buy our first 10 by six trailer. We had it wrapped. Uh, my, my dad and business partner, we, we got it all fixed up to the vision that I wanted. And we put the candles on the shelves and just like clockwork, the passerbys, even if they don't know what you're selling, they just think it's super cute and they stop. And then when they come in and they expand, they're like, oh my gosh. So um, I was looking at the food trucks out in LA. I thought, hmm, you know, I can do this with candles. So that's how that happened. And, you know, I think for somebody at this point that they're listening, right, you've definitely caught their attention. Oh, yeah. Now people are thinking like, all right, hold up now. How, how do I get there? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people have come into the boutique and say, oh my gosh, I make lotions. I can do this. Oh my gosh, I sell t-shirts. I can do this. Oh my gosh, I sell bracelets. I can do this. I'm like, yes, you can. People are going to want to, a lot of people come in for the experience. They always leave with a candle or three or four, but they come in for the experience. It's a really, really cute concept. So they just want to walk into that and have that experience. And I don't care if, you know, it's a bracelet or whatever it may be, they want to have that experience. And our whole model, we have it plastered on the side of our, our, our boutique slash trailer. It says, um, we don't just make candles, we create experiences. Because once you walk on, you've had an experience. Literally, people are looking around like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Okay, now what are you selling? So they have the experience before they have the product. I love that. You know, that's that wow factor. That's always one of those things too that um, makes a business, you know, stand apart that there has to be some sort of factor. you have to especially with um what do they say is it seven seconds people's attention span yeah <laughs> people hook them in you know yeah. as quickly as possible all right so what would you say you know because you run the boutique and and you have it with that super dope name what would you say are the benefits of running it as a pop-up as a boutique versus just having a pure online store right from the customer perspective, from the y'all's perspective, uh, what, what are the benefits? The benefits of having a actually, we call it our brick and mortar. It is our brick and mortar. We just are on wheels. So the benefit is for me, I know it's been, I, I work the boutique and he does all the logistics stuff. So when I need a candle, we have a little walkie talkies. Can I get two, uh, you know, like I said, sparkling mimosa. I keep using that one because it's an amazing aroma. But I'm like, can I get two sparkling mimosas? And he grabs them out of our car <laughs> and he brings them to the boutique and the customer, we have it there and packaged at the front desk. So I cannot tell you how many people have given me their business card. Like, hey, I do this. We should collaborate. So one of the major benefits that I've noticed is networking. Um, you're out on Hollywood, you're out on Sunset, you're out in Lamert Park, where there's so many different types of, of, of like-minded entrepreneurs. Um, we just recently got invited to a dance recital to just do, uh, have our boutique out there so that the parents could have that experience, you know, as their children are, you know, having their recital. And we're like, yeah, and I would have never had that experience. I would have never gotten that opportunity just selling online never would I meet these people. I have just, I have to get a, a card holder, business card holder, because there's so many cards that I've gotten from starting September 2000, this year until now. I'm like, okay, I need to get these cards organized and start reaching out to these people that want to collaborate. You could never get that on just having a online presence, never. And to add on to that, really what she's saying, what Tina is saying, it's the face-to-face. -face. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you know, like she just, 
perfectly explained it. Online, you, you're, you're communicating via phone, uh, possibly email, uh, you're leaving reviews online. But when you have a product in front of you, especially in, a, in, in the field that we're in, candles, you want to be able to smell it and see if it actually appeases to you. Because I don't know how many times that I've bought something that, for one, was it, it said on there what it's supposed to smell like. When I finally got it, or even when I'm in the store and I actually smell it, it smells completely different. Or it doesn't have that uh, impact that, we, that you would want it to have uh, from a scent uh, uh, perspective. But so to be able to be face-to-face uh, with, with, with the clients and with our customers and, and actually say, you know, hey, smell this. You know, if that doesn't work, and she does very well at reading people and what they like and, and, and okay, hey, if you can immediately right then and there say, if you don't like this scent, try this scent. And, and you don't have that online. You don't have that online. And then you also don't have the customer service uh, uh, aspect of it, the customer experience of it. It's a, a different thing when you have a customer service online than you have uh, in the flesh. And she's uh, the best I've ever seen at the customer <laughs> service, uh, at m- making sure the customer uh, is welcomed and, 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 and warm and, and it, it, she does an amazing job with it. So you have that aspect as well. With that being said, I, I feel like I have to ask this question and this is gonna be for, for the, uh, the, the couples that are listening that are business partners as well. How do you guys navigate that aspect of business, but still making sure that you prioritize, you know, your your personal relationship and not let business get in the way of y'all's relationship? What does that look like? If I'm honest with you, we have not mastered that. And we are... um, Uh, we are still working on that because we, we just don't know. We're still trying to figure that part out. But what I will say is that we do kind of at the beginning of a day say, Hey, let's promise to watch a movie together tonight. You pinky promise, you pinky promise. Once we pinky promises are real in this, in this (laughs) union here, we take them very serious. So in the beginning of the day, if we know we're going to be busy or, you know, have a lot going on, we kind of make a pinky promise, um, of, Hey, we're going to try to catch a movie or try to cook together tonight. Um, so you know, that's, <laughs> that's what we try to do. Yeah, it's, it's, that's one of the things we're still working on. Um, like, like Tina says, we try to start off uh, with a goal. And so it goes back to that earlier question as far as having a goal. Yeah. Uh, that same uh, process that we have for the company, we then apply it to our personal lives um, to really set a goal for us because, you know, we can't just work, work, work and really don't have any time for us. Uh, so, you know, what happens is, is that there, there are times where there's rarely times where she finishes her work a little bit early. Mm-hmm. And there are times where, you know, I'm going over the allotted time that we agreed on. So she'll even stop, stop what she's doing if she's still working or if she's not working. When she's done, she, she's done what she's supposed to do on, on that end. She'll come over and we'll jump in there and start, start making candles with oh, me. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll wear up. Uh, uh, both doing the same thing to try to try to speed up the process as far as us being able to rest. Uh, because even if you don't, you know, even if, even if we don't get to a movie, uh, it's it's nice to just lay down and say, ah, oh, okay, let's get about two two hours of sleep before we gotta wake <laughs> up and, and, yeah. and, and, and get out there again. So yeah. it's it's really a, a team effort. Yeah. It's really a team effort, and 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 we we hear that 
Uh, and you hear entrepreneurs say that, but no, it's really a team effort uh, to make sure the business is going in the direction mm -hmm. you wanted to go, as well as making sure that we separate uh, the business from our personal lives. Because, you know, a lot of times, uh, even in our personal lives, when we're supposed to be doing one thing, we find ourselves doing things for the business and vice versa sometimes. So it, it's it's a battle sometimes, <laughs> but we're working on it, fine-tuning. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I have a business with my girlfriend as well. And I'll be honest, there's days I'm like, I'd rather just have the relationship. Because it can, it can get, you know, at times overwhelming. Sometimes you might just look at it and think to yourself, man, why are we doing this? But, you know, um, there's also nothing sweeter than being able to do something you'd love with a person that you also love. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you 100% of the way, you know, and I, luckily I have Carl too. So, you know, we, we get to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, cool. Um, let's ask a few questions, a few fun questions about your candles. Uh, one, what do you guys, what's y'all's favorite scent? Mm -hmm. At this present moment. So at this present moment, I would have to say for me, it's a can, the candle I call cozy fall uh, night. It is one of, it's a very woodsy aroma. So it's going to have a lot of the, the centronella and the patchouli in it, um, some eucalyptus, and it smells really, really, really warm. Like it's a really cozy candle. And it, when people walk into the boutique and they smell it, they're just like, ooh, it just has a, ooh, it, it's so cozy. Like you're definitely supposed to have something hot in a cup, bundled up on a couch, uh, just enjoying the vibe. So it's going to be cozy fall night for me. You know, I, I have a couple of them, uh, but the top of the list, <laughs> the top of the list is cozy for me. Uh, cozy, honestly, to me, smells like a, a cologne. It smells like a cologne. Um, but it, it's unisex. It, but it's unisex. And I'm just looking at it from a perspective. It smells like a, a cologne uh, or a perfume. It, it, it has a really, really, really fresh, really really, uh, uh, not fresh, but a really good, strong, deep smell. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's really catchy and it, and it lasts. So it, it's, even if you stop, if you're burning a candle, even if you, you know, it, it's, you stop burning it, you still smell it. You smell it when you take the top off. Um, it's a very, very strong scent. And that one, you know, when people smell it, when, when they ask, okay, which, what one, which one do you prefer? Nine times out of 10, they end up buying cozy. Uh, because it's our it's, number one seller yeah, it's just that amazing now do you guys have a candle that is the most difficult one for you to make oh you know what we did have a candle that we took off because uh, it just was not cooperating and to this day and it would like say you gotta do your research so we had a coffee like a coffee scented candle and for the life of God in us, it would not burn. And we even like had family tested and it wouldn't burn for them either. So we changed up the wicks. We never change up our, our, our wax, which is a, a, a soy, 100% on natural soy, because that's just what we want to use, the soy. But we're thinking maybe it, it should go with a different type of wax, maybe like a coconut, which is also a natural um, wax, but it wouldn't burn. And we're just like, you know what? We tried. It's an amazing aroma, but you're done. So I would have to say that coffee... Um, aroma um, that we got. Yeah, hard. that one will be at the top of my list too. That one was a nightmare. Um, and you know, I again come from a technical background, so I, I literally broke it down as if I was working on a computer. Uh, we didn't switch up the wax because the wax that we have now 
is a, a great wax for any fragrance. Um, so any fragrance that we have, the, the wax that we have, it, it's a good throw or it, it smells really good. I've changed up the wicks. Uh, the jars. The jars, we were like, okay, maybe it's not the right jar. Circumference. We, the, the certain type of, there's a certain type of wicks for the circumference or the diameter of the jar. So that makes sure it burns around evenly uh, around the top. I can't tell you how many different wicks we went through from all the way from the lowest all, to all the way to the top. We done everything shy of burning two wicks and uh, we burned two wicks and it makes the glass really, really hot. And yeah. So it makes it a hazard. We don't want anybody to grab the jar and get burned by the jar. So two wicks was out of the question, but it would not problematic. Burn. It, was, yeah, it was problematic. <laughs> it, it, it would not burn for anything. We went higher, really high on the wick scale mm -hmm. uh, for the glass for the jars that we were to. Uh, and I mean the, you know, we had a we had flames that was about three or four inches high, coming from a you know an eight ounce candle jar. And so you yeah. you did you didn't want that. That just looks really really bad. And so that one was that one was horrible. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if somebody's had a house fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're, we're a little sensitive to candles in my home. Um, <laughs> for various reasons, obvious reasons. What would you say, um, based on what you guys do, if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, can you teach me how to make this kind of candle? What would be the easiest candle for a beginner to try and make? Easiest candle for a beginner to try to make. I honestly say, based off of the many different hours and the many different research we've done, um, the easiest candle would, would be, uh, you know, well, okay, you start off with a, a good size jar. So it's not it's not just a, a cut a clear cut answer. Okay. I have an idea. I would say I would say you're gonna start with a smaller um, vessel, which is a jar. So I would start with a six ounce um, candle, a vessel jar, six ounces. I would definitely go with a soy wax. It's an all natural wax. Um, when you start getting to the paraffins and the beeswax, it just gets tricky. So I would, I would definitely go with a soy. Um, I would definitely start with a, a golden brand, 464 soy. And then for the wick, you want to get a cotton wick to start out with. I know a lot of people kind of switch over to a wooden wick because it crackles when it it's burning and that's nice. But for a beginner, we're going to start with a, a cotton wick. And for that wick size for... Well, and, and it also depends on the wick size. Mm -hmm. The wick size, we, we, we are, are, you know, we like to use and have read and researched. It's, it's a, the, the Eco mm -hmm. brand is what we started off with. Um, the Eco brand is a, is a good uh, wick for the wax that we use, that 464 Golden brand. Mm -hmm. And that's the one I actually recommend. Um, that's that's going to give you your best burn, uh, especially, uh, you know, starting off. Um, that's going to give you uh, a, a good scent throw is what they call it, meaning that you can smell it really well when you burn it. Uh, and, and we can start off with a six uh, ounce glass. You can also do tens. They have tens as well. But something uh, uh, small, because you have to get the measurements right. It's very important to get the measurements right, um, because you don't want to have, if you put too much fragrance in a candle, then it won't harden or solidify as you, and it's mushy at the top and you don't want that. Uh, and so you you really so yes so the six ounce vessel, vessel um, the four six four golden brand wax 
uh, Cotton Wicks. Uh, they have the Eco Series, which is the best one I say start off with an experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and just a really good, uh, a really good fragrance. And with fragrance, I would say start with something simple like vanilla. Don't get into all of your, your, you know, frankincense and bergamots and centronellas. Patrick, you just start simple because you're, you know, beginner with the vanilla, you know, go with the vanilla um, and you want to get a fragrance that, because fragrances can be toxic as well. So you definitely want to go with a company that's reputable um, and uh, we can definitely give that information out if needed. But Candle Science is a really good company with some really great uh, fragrances that are non-toxic and have gone through rigorous testing to ensure that they're not toxic fragrances. And those fragrances, uh, make sure it says that it's body safe. So in the event that you get it on your hands, um, you know, you might get it into your eyes. It, it won't call, it, it's not poisonous. Mm -hmm. You know, it won't cause you to really break out. Um, it's sensitive to the touch, sensitive to skin. So yeah, so just make sure it's body safe as well. Yeah, I know that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's perfect, you know, because we, we really do try to provide our listeners with a way to see how they can, you know, make these things come to fruition for themselves if it's something they're interested in. So let's say someone comes up to you and they say, hey, guys, I would love to do it for myself. What would you say are the top three things in order to be really good in this industry? What would you say? Top three things to be really good in this industry. Oh, wow. That's so many. Um, I would definitely say one of the top things that you need is uh, perseverance, if that's a thing that I can mention, because it's not going to be easy and you're going to have to go through testing. It's not going to just, even if you go get those tools, we just told you a six ounce uh, vessel, uh, eco-friendly way, it may not turn out the way you want it to. This, you have to keep trying. You have to persevere. You have to keep keep trying until it, it works. Because um, here we are started in 2017 and here we are 2020. And we kind of feel like we have some idea of how this thing works. But it took all those years and all those months to, to figure it out. So perseverance is definitely one. And, and I would say uh, a plan of action. Um, you can have perseverance, but which direction are you going to persevere towards? You know, which direction are you going to go towards? So you got to have a plan of action. You got to have a plan of action. You got to figure out, if, do you want yours to be in, in, in retail stores? Do you want it to be in schools? Do you want it to, to be mobile? You have to you have to have a plan uh, because, you know, if you don't have a vision, you know, you're perish. You, you, you don't, you don't, if you don't have that vision and that plan and say, this is the direction I want to head towards and then put perseverance into play with it, you, you're, you're going around in a circle. And then lastly, I guess I'll take number one. I guess that was three, two, and then one. You know, I know that it's not popular to say this, and I know a lot of people don't, but I'm going to, God, let me tell you how many prayers I've prayed. I'm not going to not say that, you know, that I know that was the determining factor in so much. So um, we are faith believers. We, we do believe, and so we pray, and we ask God to give us direction, and he does. And I believe that's why we are gaining the, you know, we definitely haven't arrived. Um, we're still figuring it out, but we do have some degree of success, I would say, because we do have customers that are literally waiting for the boutique to open a line. So I think that we we've prayed and we've definitely asked God for direction. He has given it to us. So we've, we've counted on our faith um, as a number one factor in gaining success in this. Yeah, and I, and I agree. I agree. That, that's definitely number one. Um, 
if, if you if you don't uh, really trust and rely on God, um, and, and, and you know you you get shaken by certain things that you see in, from a business perspective, you get shaken and get rattled a little bit, and you almost get uh, uh, deterred from actually going forward. Uh, but if 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 God is a forefront, um, and you just keep on uh, working with what He gives you, He does give you, and He does uh, uh, blesses you, and He does give you these things, these ideas. It's not you know what we have now is not you know it's just something we stumbled upon. It was given to us. You know God give us uh, uh, you know the direction that He wants us to go in. And so uh, when you have those three top combinations, uh, you know it, it's only a matter of time. I couldn't think of a better way to end the episode. Like nothing more can be said after that. That that was spot on. Listen, thank you guys. Seriously, thank you for coming on. Thank you for dropping that knowledge. Um, it was amazing. What what more can I say? You know, we really we really enjoyed talking to you guys. We really enjoyed this lesson that we've gotten on the various candles and making them and everything like that. You know, because, of course, it's about being able to educate our listeners. But me and Paul like to educate ourselves, too, because we're not experts either. You know, and there's always something that we could be learning. So we greatly appreciate you guys for, for coming on. And for anyone who's listening and they, they'd they like to, you know, get in contact with you guys or um, check out some of the the products that you guys have, what would be some social media or some contact information that you would want to leave with them? Sure. So um, if you're in the LA area and we, we are servicing um, with our boutique in the LA area, Southern California area specifically, uh, you can follow our schedule. Our Instagram is Wisps on Wills. So that's W-H-I-S-S-S, Wisps on and then Wills to find out where we're going to be popping up. And then um, if you're interested in going to our, our online presence and, and looking at checking out some of the candles, you can do that at www.dkhomegoods.com and that D is just D as in David, K-A-Y homegoods.com um, and then you can explore the candles there and if you ever have a question that you want to ask you can also go to that website and we do have a portal for you to contact us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have about the candles that we make. Also, um, for our listeners, as always, you guys know what time of the episode it is. Look, I always got to talk about it. If there ever comes an episode I don't talk about this, just understand something ain't right. Listeners today, if you're in listener land, you can't see what's happening on the video, but Carl and I have the black shirts on. Um, they are available. Yes, you can get them. Yes, they're dope. All you have to do to get yours is text the word SHIRT to 321-384-6275. Again, that is the word shirt to 321-384-6275. And also, you can text that same number to get updates from OTC to make sure that you stay up to date with everything happening off the clock, updates about the episodes, updates about what's happening. By the way, if you text us, you get access to our secret gear drops that we do every month. But you got to be able to text us and join our community, join our family to have access to that. Um, make sure you text us 321-384-6275 to be in the know. Yes, sir. Thank you, Paul. Guys, seriously, thank you so much. Teen Renee, Marshall, y'all are some winners. So we, we really appreciate y'all coming on. Can't, can't stress that enough. To our lovely listeners, 
Thank you for rocking with us. If you got some value from this episode, matter of fact, I know y'all got some value from this episode. Go buy some candles, make your house smell good, make your room smell good, all that, you know, all that good stuff. Yes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. Subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And until next time, y'all be best. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next episode.